You're listening to the Off-Road Garage Podcast with Jim and Jason. And don't forget Katie. It's a new one every time. <laughs> it's a new one. we got to figure out what works. I don't know why works. I keep... All right. Yeah, whatever. I'm giving up on that. So this is... Uh, I like that one better now. We've had the race car drivers and the technical guys. This guy's kind of more mm. my world. Like the adventure guy, right? You're taking lead on this one. Pretty stoked. Ooh. I met him in person down at Expedition Overland East in Virginia or North Carolina or someplace over that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent from Tent Tracks Trailers. You there, Brent? I'm here. How you guys doing? Hey, we're great. Welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, doing great. Great. Fantastic. So I don't think a lot of people are, I mean, maybe not up here would know about the Tent Tracks. Um, you said you're the third owner, I think, that have had it. Um, yep. It's sort of like a, was it M117, like a military-style trailer, like a bucket trailer? And it's got a little tent that pops off the top of it. So it's pretty cool. It's made for Jeeps. Um, I guess we'll let you do your intro, Brent, and then we'll just pick your brain with questions. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll you know, I can tell you a little bit about kind of where I came from and how I got involved in all of this. That sounds perfect. Um, yeah, so I, uh, uh, Brent Nelson, owner of Tent Track, we're in Asheville, North Carolina, just outside of Asheville, up in the mountains. Um, so I grew up around Jeeps. Um, not really in the off-road world, but my dad owned pretty much every XJ and ZJ and WJ that anything that ended in Cherokee he owned <laughs> um, <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Uh, so was around those all the time. Um, but my first off-road trip was in a YJ in high school. And uh, my buddy and I took his YJ up in the middle of somewhere we didn't belong at all. Big rainstorm. And we... Uh, almost got stuck for days, but we actually ended up making it out and kind of got me hooked on, on Jeeps for a while. Um, had, you know, coming into, coming into college, my first Jeep was an XJ. So, um, I was an XJ guy for a while, which, oh, yeah, it's a lot, you know, of, a lot of college people seem to certain go to things go along with that. Yeah. You learn how to fix a lot of things with an XJ. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I went to Clemson University down in South Carolina um, and studied mechanical engineering, but uh, was one of the founding members of the Clemson Off-Road Club back okay. in the day. So, you know, a bunch of engineers that were just – had Jeeps that we just were, you know, building on, learning how to weld, just tearing up. Um, you know, we were going to Teleco and Windrock. We were – one of the, the first people to help build Gulch's Park down in South Carolina. Um, just a bunch of good guys. Um, still kind of stay in touch with them. So my buddy Brooks runs Off-Road SD down in South Carolina still. We still do, still do some wheeling with him. Um, so that was kind of the, the formative years of off-roading. Just kind of, you know, tons of just getting stuck in ridiculous situations as a college student in the middle of nowhere. You get pretty creative and learn how to do some, some pretty good trail fixes. Right, because you have um, no money. You're eating ramen already, so you really can't afford oh, yeah. to tow out. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. One of the best ones, we, we, I mean, we would drive everywhere. And so we, uh, the buddy, Ross, got his, broke both upper control arms of his PJ on the trail in Teleco. And uh, we replaced them with chains. Okay. Just, All right. You know, an, arrange, okay. an arrangement of chains. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. We're an engineers. We'll figure an that arrangement out. of chains. Okay. Yeah, yeah you all got right. some pulling. O- some opposing, yeah. Pulling. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Opposing uh, chains. He, I get it. Any, no, I mean, usually you want to try and just get off the trail, right? Well, he uh, <laughs> drove back to Clemson. 
which probably not best for the general safety of the public at that time, but um, he made it. <laughs> made it back. Works, didn't it? And there were – yeah, it worked all right. Uh, right, yeah. And we, I mean, just doing all that back in the day is where most of my off-roading education came from. Um, and I don't think people are going to realize from Michigan because it's like – we're relatively flat, but when you say you're in the mountains, like the Blue Ridge Mountains, you could have some serious problems in the unknown condition <laughs> CJ or YJ at 18 years old doing dumb stuff. On chains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On chains, yeah. I mean, typically your best bet in the middle of the woods with a broken down Jeep around here is some dude that lives nearby and, you know, that, that has a happens to have a welder that's going to come pick you up and it's always a really good story. And, and pray Whatever he's going to fix it and not keep you. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he gets, I mean, he gets a Jeep and a new lampshade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always an adventure. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, I mean, Jim, I think you mentioned Teleco at some point talking to one of the previous podcasts, right? About coming down there back in the day. Uh, I've never been. We wanted to go, and then it got before it got shut down. It was like always a dream because you see it in all the magazines, you know, back when those oh, were popular. Man. Yeah, it was the place to be. I mean, it was it was amazing. Um, um, you wheeled. That was Tennessee. You went right, Katie. Winrock. Winrock. Okay. Yeah. So I think. Oh she, yeah. She's yeah. the furthest south we I've been to AOAA in Pennsylvania. So it's, uh, it's it's pretty rowdy. It's uh, definitely what I wasn't expecting compared to either here or Moab. But we can get into that really? a little bit later. It's just all the, I'm not used to big rocks moving. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, fir- I firmly story. believe that uh, Windrock is the Moab of the East Coast. That's a good point. I mean, it, they're both pretty big. A lot of selection. A lot of places to go to. That's a good point. Um, the last, I mean, the last time we went to Windrock was actually doing a video with Bleep and Jeep. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one, Jim where they took uh, one of our trailers behind um, their Comanche, the Command Chief, okay. and went up, went up Trail 15. And <laughs> he, in the middle of the, I mean, Trail 15 is pretty tough anyway. It's also, uh, when, you, when you're doing it at full speed with no rear view mirror, like Matt was doing. Yeah, pulling um, the trailer. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we, we were ready for anything, but it made one of the best YouTube videos you can find out there. Because he made it up, ended up going up the optional buggy line, and just, I mean, he got about three feet of air on that trailer when he made it up. (laughs) It was amazing. I mean, we were halfway between, you know, hey, we built these things to go off-road, let's take them off-road, and we're going to have a lot of time into rebuilding this trailer if we bust this in half. But, please, uh, please stop. Yeah. We got the we got the shots. Please stop. <laughs> oh man! So you got you got to get out there and check that one out. That was a that was a good one. Oh, um, add to anyway, my save list out. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, kind of getting back to it. Uh, a bunch of off road stuff. Ended up, uh, you know, getting a real job. Stupid. Graduating college, get a job. Sold my XJ. Uh, one of the biggest bummers, I sold it to a guy, and I hope he's listening. Um, <laughs> sold it to a guy who took it off-road for the first time, didn't air down, didn't disconnect the sway bars or anything, and just rolled it and destroyed oh, it. First time he took it no. off-road. It was a bummer. He just, so then he, so my, my first Jeep is dead. It's just it's gone forever. 
R.I.P. Um, Poor little whiskey out right now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, it's not sweet tea, though. I guess that's a problem. But I, what does iced tea even taste like without sugar? It's, um, it's, it's lower sugar tea. Yeah, it's from Ibitus. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, you got the, do you have the live Betus or the diabetes? <laughs> Hopefully it's the live Betus. I'm, I'm too young for diabetes. I'm trying to be Wolford yeah. Brimley over here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so... I, I, like I said, you kind of moved on from the Jeep life a little bit. You're, you know, you don't have college buddies and everything. Um, we ended up, I ended up moving to Seattle and uh, corporate job, worked in, you know, doing engineering stuff. I was doing mechanical design engineering, service engineering, lots of field testing. Um, worked for Caterpillar for a long time, um, doing high, super high horsepower marine stuff. Okay. We're putting, you know, 2,000 horsepower engines into sport fishing boats and seeing how long they'll live till they blow up. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah. yeah, it was Protect really cool. I mean, just some... Technically off-road. Yeah, that's all, you're off-road. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit different consequences when there's a hole in the vehicle. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> so that was that was cool. I mean, that was, I mean, I spent about 12 years doing that, just engineering, sales, all kinds of different stuff in that world. Um, but I got a little soft. You know, we were living in the city. Had a company car. If something was broken, I just took it in, got it fixed. Um, we didn't have a garage at the time. And my wife, this is, I mean, I've got a pretty good wife. Sounds like a really good wife. Because she, she came up and she said, you know, you, you need to get, you know, doing some more mechanical type stuff. You haven't kind of gotten away from it. You got to go buy another Jeep. Uh, she probably regrets saying that. Yeah. She can probably hear me right now. God bless her. Um, we call those yeah, unicorns. <laughs> We call those unicorns around here. So. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, so I bought a YJ. Bought another YJ. Full circle. Um, that was, yeah, like I said, the first you know, off-road trip. And I'm thinking, ah, you know, we'll do a little lift, kind of put some 33s on there. And, you know, well, I'll, I'll drive it, drive it in the mountains, drive it to the beach, whatever, kind of mess around with it. Um, we all know how that goes afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. We... A little bit. I mean, I ended, yeah, I ended up doing a little more off-road stuff, putting lockers in it, blah blah blah. The kind of a different change of events. We kind of we just wanted to get um, away from the West Coast, kind of just travel a little bit. So we bought an RV and spent uh, almost a year traveling the country in an RV. And I convinced her that it'd be a great idea to have a 25-year-old Jeep as our only vehicle, pulling it behind the RV. What could go wrong? You should get into sales, uh, man. Forget being an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah, I, most of the time it went well. Um, there was a time when we were in the middle of Crater Lake, uh, in campground at Crater Lake, and I had everything in the front axle apart. I mean, the gear carrier was out and the axle shafts were out. And I was fixing axle uh, seals. I changed, well, I changed axle shafts in Moab. We were in the middle of Baja, Mexico, you know, driving in the middle of nowhere. My headlight switch went out, driving, you know, 60 miles an hour down a dirt road. Um, all sorts of fun Jeep stuff that to people that don't own a Jeep seems kind of crazy, but you guys know, I mean, it's just like, just what happens when you have a Jeep. Yeah. Especially yeah. one that's 25 yeah. years old. Yeah. I said it before, you slowly become a master mechanic. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or poor. Mine's only ten years old, and it'd be like that. Exactly. It gets so much better. Trust me. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> as they get, yes. get more seasoned. I was yeah. hoping to hear that. Yes, thank yeah. you. But your Jeep, yeah, much exactly. like Dolly Parton, is maybe ten years old, but most of the parts are not. <laughs> Ooh. Touche. Really That's a very good point. Yes, that is correct. You're not even in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the, I don't know where Dolly came from, but I must saw her on YouTube today or something, but it popped up. Popped up. It was yeah. a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, keep going with it if you want to. Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to get sued. Uh, I, mean, I love her. She's nice. I mean, <laughs> hey Dolly. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Dolly. I yeah, love your theme park. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going with the Jeep thing instead of the Dolly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Okay, but... <laughs> so we're in Baja, Mexico. We got no headlights, and we're bombing down the road. How's your Spanish? <laughs> oh, not great. My Spanish is as good as, as yelling at my wife and buddy in the Jeep to say, hold the flashlights out the window. Okay. So I like it. We held the flashlights out the window, and I'm talking, we were in the middle of nowhere. Um, but we made it back. Fun fact, you can actually get a YJ headlight switch at AutoZone. Okay. Uh, not in Mexico. Not. <laughs> but when you when you get back to Arizona, you can. Um, as soon as you cross the border, you're pulling the AutoZone because you don't want to get pulled over. Yeah. Protect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just crossing the border so, at night while two people holding flashlights for headlights doesn't seem suspicious. No, anymore. right? Yeah. <laughs> not to here's, my, here's my passport. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about that. So you're Americano. Stop we, being. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we had my two-year-old daughter in the Jeep as well. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, oh, <laughs> Everything was fine. No worries. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It worked out. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that's just a lot of ridiculousness um, on that trip. And it started getting more and more involved in Jeeps. We took the YJ on the Rubicon um, with my, again, two-year-old in the back seat. Um, so she's growing up all around it as well. Uh, anyway, you know, we kind of started to get come to an end and looking for a job, a real job, which is a bummer. Adulting um, is stupid, yeah. yeah and uh, came across, we're looking at a handful of different businesses. Um, you know, always wanted to kind of get in business on my own and came across Tent Trap. And it's one of those, you know, kind of like you guys said, like, I think I heard of that before. Wasn't that in a magazine? years ago um so i did a little more research and yeah so tentrax has been around since 2001 and actually before that um there was a, a business before that that kind of led to tentrax and they were in four-wheeler magazine back in the day you know sema shows uh they did sema builds for skyjacker and high lift and you know, a bunch of companies back in the day and it was overlanding before overlanding was a thing you know it was just it was hey here's a trailer and a camper you can pull behind your jeep and still do some pretty serious off-road stuff right so yeah i looked around at that and kind of did some research on the reputation and i was pretty impressed just seeing what people actually did with it um with the trailer seeing how often they used them uh just you know looking at them in person and seeing the design it was a pretty stout design uh so kind of you know Throughout a few months, ended up buying the business, and we moved it from Eugene, Oregon, to uh, Georgia for a little while, but then up to North Carolina. So okay. here we are in Asheville, and um, 
it's kind of a it's a it's a pretty neat business because we've, we've really bridged. Uh, I think we kind of bridged that gap between jeeps, off roading, and overlanding. Right. And it kind of it's kind of my story too. You know, I I didn't really I didn't know anything about overlanding a few years ago. Um, knew a lot about jeeps. Knew a lot of that I like to be outside and go camping and um, kind of get further away from people in this business and the product we make kind of lets people do that. Well, like your story and like Tony's story from last week, Tony Carvalho, and like my story, like mm-hmm. I never really wanted to be a Jeep guy. I just wanted to yeah. like go further. And the only vehicle that was really out of the factory ready to do that was a Jeep. You yeah. know, I didn't like, I always liked Jeeps because I always read, you know, four wheeler growing up in off road magazine. And the ones that always seemed like they were out there camping and having a great time were dudes in CJs and TJs and all that kind of mess. So for you, it's like a natural transition from Jeep to what you're doing now. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that's really true. And sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, and I think like you were saying though, like when I started doing when I'm I mean, I started back in ninety six, it wasn't overlanding, it was camping. You just camped further away. Yeah. It didn't have a name. And then I remember these trailers coming out because there's a couple companies back then that came out with them. Um and I think this one was the one that I saw they do the Rubicon with. I think it was the article I read in like four wheeler. Yeah, so we kind of interesting what one of the first things I, I saw um, when I before I, you know when I bought the company as I was researching um, <clears throat> one of our customers that goes on the Rubicon all the time and takes the trailer on there. So that was one of the things that we ended up doing as kind of the first big trip with the company after we built up the YJ, um, which looks a lot different than it used to back then, was uh, pull this trailer through the Rubicon. Okay. And it's uh, I mean that's a blast. It's, you know, most, you, you can't really do that with most trailers. No. Um, I mean, you, you, <laughs> That's pretty if you guys have been out there no. and seen videos, or whatever, you're rock crawling for two or three days. Right. And it's just nonstop. You're just going. But it, it's pretty cool to be able to pop over in a trailer, have a mattress to sleep on, have a, you know, you've got uh, cooler water, whatever you need to right there. Um, and then we did a whole, did a whole video about it on YouTube too, just kind of showing what it's capable of. And it, you know, it takes some, it takes a little learning to be able to, to drive it a little bit differently. Your lines are totally different. Right. Um, There's no but, backing um, up. You're backing up changes, you, you know, oh, resetting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You want to try and not back up. Right. <laughs> but and you know, what's cool is our trailer is like 600 pounds. So you can That's it. walk back there, yeah. unhook it. And then, yeah. And then hook it back up. You do. Right. So, Two buddies and, and push and it back that, in the line, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, what that's led to is there's a huge range of vehicles now. People are getting into smaller SUVs and Subarus off-roading. Um, you know, we had a customer recently that had a Ford Maverick. Uh, you know, it doesn't have much tow capacity, but you can tow 600 pounds. Loaded 1,500 to 2,000 pounds um, is, is very reasonable and a lot easier to handle than a huge, any other kind of huge trailer that you might, might be using. And for me, one of the coolest things about it is being like a nine to fiver, like stuck in the city, nine to five. You can keep mm-hmm. the bottom half, like the trailer is still a trailer, still functional. It's not just a camper. So you can have it loaded with all your gear. Come home on Friday, hook yep. it up and be out of town in 30 minutes. Yeah. Versus having to yeah. worry about packing something or right. putting my rooftop tent back on or whatever. Like it's already ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we do. You know, it, you look at it and you look at our website and you see the pictures. It doesn't look very big, and it physically it's not very big. It doesn't take up much space to put in your garage or, um, you know, next to the house or something. But 
you can fit a ton of stuff in there. Well, even like our apartment dwellers could probably fit it in a single car garage yeah. or a statue apartment. You know? I was just I was just saying that you know there was like the uh, whatever the homeowners associations that right. would gripe at you for having yeah. a camper in your park, you know, in your driveway. Right. It's not often you can just cram one in the garage for that you know that day or two ready to go on the trip. And they'll, they'll damn near fit in like a like a shed. Is, yeah. I mean, you only got to worry oh, yeah. about the length. I mean, right. They're not that big. It's to me, right, it was we, surprising when you opened them. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's always. You kind of we kind of get that that feedback, and it's a lot bigger than you think it's going to be. Um, and you, we can actually detach the tongue, so you can literally get away with a five foot wide by five or six foot long trailer if you really wanted to to kind of store it somewhere. I mean, that would be so it's, ideal. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. For kind of those situations you guys are talking about. Um, yeah. So it, uh, I mean, it's pretty unique because it's made from fiberglass too. So. You know, building something out of fiberglass takes a good amount of initial investment. You got to create the mold uh, to do it, gotta, you know, that whole process. Um, but what's great is it's easily repairable. You know, we had a we had a customer recently who got T-boned. They were driving, pulling their trailer. They got T-boned. They flipped the trailer over, hit, you know, I think they were driving the JK. And all we had to send them to repair it was some steel parts, you know, the hinges and latches and things like that. Okay. You go in there, and they're you know they did the fiberglass work themselves. It's a heck of a lot easier than repairing an aluminum trailer, right? Um, or, or you know, a lot of different you know, any any kind of metal trailer. You just you know you're doing some fiberglass work, and they were good to go. Right, so it's a pretty cool, lightweight but strong material. And obviously, strong. Um, Katie's become like our uh, interim IT person, so she's showing us the videos as she's scrolling through. Finally, oh, yeah, like, you're watching them right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm checking yeah. this stuff out, man. Yeah, oh, this is yeah, this is like the Joe Rogan podcast. You guys are pulling them up as we're talking. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, watch, watch, we just watch bleeping Jeep bombing up a hill with the like, trailer off the ground <laughs> behind it. Did you see that? Yes. The end. Oh, Did you see the end of that? Look Not at, yet. Look, and look at our faces. I mean, oh, what I was happened? there with Eric, who works for me. It's, it's pretty gnarly, and he he did not. I. I don't think Matt expected it to survive, and he drove like he did not expect it to survive. Um, and he literally—you watch that video. He, his rearview mirror falls off uh, halfway through, so he keeps looking back, saying, "Is it still back there?" But he's serious. <laughs> it's he's serious. Yeah, we thought he was playing, but he's serious. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's yeah. He, oh, yeah, that's impressive. So it sounds like it's got plenty of T and E behind it, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. It. Um, I mean, it's, 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 and we try and, we try and improve everything as we're moving forward. Too. You know, like we're, we've changed the, the product a lot from what it was a few years ago. Just suspension wise, everything's a little more reliable. You know, everything works a little bit better. Um, and so I, you know, I think we've got something that appeals to a wide range of customers and you can actually use it and take it off road. Not that we do. Um, I don't, you can, we got videos of our YJ on there. Um, so that, the YJ that I had ended up, you know, it was, man, it was nice. It was just a mint Sahara, low mileage would have, you know, it would have been a $12,000 Jeep right now, but nobody wanted YJs a few years ago. And so I cut it up and put tons under it. And, um, that's what, we, that's what we use now for kind of a demo, uh, you know, for doing Jeep shows and things like that. But it's a good time because it actually shows what, you know, what the product is capable of. 
I mean, but like, so I'm looking through it right now. I just, I pulled it back up to refresh my mind, but you, you've got options, you've got accessories. So, I mean, realistically, like you said, this can be something that I could put on my Subaru Forester. I can tell with an F-150, I could tell it with the Jeep. It's kind of an all purpose mini camper for lack yeah. of a better term that I can use in suburbia as far as I can put it away easily. Yep. And you, I mean, we're doing stuff on the electrical side that a lot of people's larger campers aren't even doing either. So, um, I mean, tons of stuff with solar, solar and, uh, batteries, refrigerators, uh, all sorts of, um, equipment to, it's just, yeah, it's a little bit extra comfort out there. So you want to have lights and a fridge and water and things like that. Well, and that's important to some, some people and some people it's not, but we're uh, doing some pretty neat stuff in that space. Yeah, but like you're saying, though, if I'm going to try to do the Rubicon for three days and I want cold beverages for three days, not to worry about ice would be pretty rad if I can just plug it into my trailer and have my fridge going. That'd oh, be, yeah. That'd be pretty it's, awesome. It's pretty nice, and it's really easy to talk bad about, you know, those kind of people that need all these comforts until you actually have them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, Say whatever you want. A, Thank you. That fridge is pretty nice. I don't nice. care. Yeah. <laughs> don't come knocking on my know, door. <laughs> yeah well i i mean i grew up camping you got a cooler and a tent and that's it right but it it's uh it's pretty nice to have a fridge um funny story the uh so connor from barnes you guys had a few weeks ago mm-hmm. actually told me about the uh cabin fever trip you guys are going on yep yeah um and i uh he said hey, yeah you gotta come come join on this come come check this out and it sounded terrible um, <laughs> i appreciate your candor <laughs> i've i've mostly lived in the southeast i spent a, a six months up in illinois long enough to know that i just it's not the snow's not that much fun but you guys did a good job with it um he has uh, he had our tent on the back of his comanche yep um and he he borrowed him for a full time so eventually just let him keep it because he was just using the heck out of it and um he was up there and sending me pictures saying, Oh yeah, you know, it's minus 200 degrees and it's, you know, <laughs> ice on the tent and just having a tough time. And that same weekend we were actually testing out a new diesel heater. And so we were, you know, it was, it was 19 degrees out here, but we, you know, it was about, it was about 80 degrees in our tent. So I'm sitting there looking at his text, looking outside and I'm thinking, I, I can't. I can't tell him. I can't tell him. Should have got the optional heater. Yeah. Oh. I'll wait a few weeks before I tell him about this whole heater situation. Oh. He would have, he would have oh, he's going to want it for next time for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure looked like it. That, some of that just made my day because, like, when I came down, I got a taste of the South. Like, I'm from – I've been born and raised in Detroit, right? I'm a northern guy. Yeah. I go up north yeah. for vacation. I've been as far south as, like, Kentucky, right? I get down there, and, like, it's a whole different world. Bojangles and sweet tea, it's all different, right? <laughs> and then they nice come up, people. Pretty much it, yeah. they come up here and they get a taste of us, and we're walking around in like hoodies. And he's like, Aren't you guys cold? I'm like, No, he goes, Why do people live here? Like, <laughs> it's just, that was just the ongoing thing. Yeah. You guys actually live here, you put me on, uh, so, uh, yeah, by, by choice, yeah. yeah, you don't have to live like that, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, Jason tells him, He's like, Hey, man, make sure you put those cokes in the, in the coolers, they don't freeze. And he goes, So they don't freeze, and he's like, Yeah, they're gonna 
gonna freeze outside. Connor's the like, no. coolers are for keeping things cold. Yeah. Yeah. He woke up the next morning. I heard, oh damn! I looked over. He's taking slushy out of the back yeah. of the chair, out of the Comanche. Some coke grenades in the back. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was a real growth experience for those guys, and I'm glad they got to experience it. <laughs> I forgot his name now. I feel bad. Not Riley and Connor. They were two guys, the two quiet ones. Yeah. Uh, I know Riley and Connor were there. I don't know who else joined them. There's two nice – they're very nice guys, and they're quiet, and I feel bad. I forgot their names. But they actually made, like, a geodome where oh, they put they one tried. tent inside of a bigger tent to keep it, like, warmer. They, they wanted to have, like, an atmosphere. I don't know. No, it didn't sound like it. <laughs> You just so got, you just got two from... cold spaces and two frozen tents to put away. Yeah. <laughs> one is cold, one is extra cold. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. You're not. None of those situations are warm. No. And no. then our buddies from Wisconsin came over and they slept cowboy style. They put a pad on the ground and put a blanket on and went to sleep. Just hanging out around the snow. Yep. Yeah, it was uh-huh. negative twenty two yeah. with the wind chill. The cowboy blankets. Yeah. yeah. They just burritoed themselves up right there in the snow. So. Sleeping cowboy style. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, hey, it, the, the <laughs> tent tracks rooftop tent, which wasn't your initial what? product, right? It, it's right. tested now. It's been tested in the cold, and it worked. Yeah, I mean, they survived. Yeah. Mostly, right? Comfortably, it sounded like. Well, that's, I don't know if they were the same as when they went up there or not. But it some, changes you. <laughs> Change. My bones Change have never been man. cold before. <laughs> <laughs> Something about cuddling with your best friend changes your whole outlook on life. That's true. That's how you gotta do it. But so yeah, I mean, but the quality was there. It held up to snow. It held up to cold. I mean, snow isn't just a you know a fair weather tent, if you will. It's been tested. Proven. We actually have a uh, we actually have a thermal liner that we came out with since then, but don't just don't tell him about that either. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> We won't tag him or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry, Connor. He's like, wow, people are going to use this in the wintertime. We should probably make this warmer. Thanks for, thanks for telling yeah, us. I mean, he was doing, he was doing oh. R&D without really knowing it. I wish, I wish we would have known that. You could just sent us the liner and like halfway through, he's like frozen. <laughs> like, hey, did you did you want this liner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, what, what are you willing to give up for it? We yeah, got right. this liner here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I just wish you could have been there to see their faces. Like, cause I mean, you've been up here, you've seen the difference. Like, it just you brought it up, and now I'm just remembering. We're walking on water. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just staring at snowflakes. Yeah, they're like, this doesn't snow like this where we're at. It's just like little powder pieces. Like that's an actual snowflake. <laughs> what he say? He's like, that's where. That's Whoville in there. <laughs> the Grinch lives in that one. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. So, are you guys able to, like, you You sound like you're an adventure dude, right? You own an adventure dude company. Is yeah, there? That's what we call it, yeah. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I mean, Tent Tracks is all about exploring, right? But talking to Connor, yep. there's not much area to explore. Is there down there? Can you go to, like, is there, like, forest land or BLM land or we can just so, pull it, off and hang out? Yeah. So it's interesting. I think I think a lot of people in the southeast specifically um, don't realize how much space there is to actually get out and see. Um, because there is a, a lot of Forest Service land, but it, you know it, it's complicated when you get to looking at all right, where can I camp? Where can't I camp? What kind of land am I on? It's nowhere near as simple as going out west and you know you're in Utah or, or Colorado and you're finding these big open spaces. So you 
you gotta you gotta kind of know what you're looking for um and know where you're going and know that you're somewhere that you can legally be um but there there is still a good amount of space where you can get away from people um and really kind of escape from from here and it's i mean obviously there are a lot, there's a lot more population on the east coast versus the west coast but one of the reasons we moved to the east coast kind of in the in the middle of all this was that this whole idea of overlanding and honestly even off-roading has just exploded in the past several years you have so many more uh you know people that are new to it that they don't they don't know what the difference between a you know a forest service road and some other gravel road is so it's kind of cool to be able to educate some of those people and say hey you know this is this is something you actually can do where you live and here are some ways you can do it here's some places you can do it um and yeah that's that's a lot of what I really enjoy doing is kind of helping people really get outside and go off-roading and go camping and get out there, uh, you know, not that far from where they live. And with something like your, with the 10 tracks trailer, especially like you've opened it up, you don't need tons and forties or 42s and a six liter. I mean, you do need it, but you don't necessarily need it anymore to get out and enjoy something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, we get, you know, historically the, the company sold trailers to Jeepers. Because right. it made sense. You know, you're talking YJs and TJs um, back in the day. You don't have any space in the back of a TJ if you're going camping. Right. Um, you, you get two people and some camping gear, and you're pushing it. Right. Um, so it's it's really nice to be able to have something where you can store a ton of gear. You can actually um, if you want to put more people in the Jeep, you could. Or you can kind of have more space. You got a dog in the back or something like that. Um, it's, and you're still not towing that much. So it's not, you know... You, Gas mileage is fine. You're not you're not stressing the vehicle a whole lot because even loaded up, like I said, you're only maybe fifteen hundred, two thousand pounds. And that's pushing. That's um, trying to fill it up. I mean, that's finding heavy stuff to put yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Spare parts. Right. So it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it um, it's been kind of neat. And with a lot of the newer vehicles coming out, like I said, smaller vehicles, um, it'll work. And it, we we have uh, whew, I don't know if they're on the website anymore, but. We had customers that had Volkswagen Beetles that, um, uh, you know, this was years ago, um, that bought trailers and had them paint matched that kind of ugly green color that they used to do that. Oh, um, like and full on green or whatever that was? Yeah, that kind of baby poop green. I, I call it Mocoso, which is Spanish for boogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It I sounds mean, fancy if you say, I got a Mocoso car. Fancy. <laughs> I thought it was a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Mimosa, oh. not mimosa. Oh, no. oh, God. I don't want to. I'm not letting Katie make cocktail. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that's why we just go straight bourbon. It's easier to see. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, booger Volkswagens and everything. We'll do it all. You want to start a pod? You want to start a, a YouTube channel, Jay? You and me and like a booger colored Volkswagen driving across the country. I'm down for sponsorship. Doing like adventure trailer like stuff. Yeah, we're out here with the tent tracks. We'll do adventure, it. adventure trailer part inside the road. Yeah, making omelets or something. We do a live episode every night. Yeah. <laughs> Count me in for sure. Ooh, a convoy of them. Yeah, right. We gotta find Hayes <laughs> in. We got a whole fleet of seafoam green Volkswagens pulling trailers. I might, I might want a Miata, just to be different. <laughs> Yeah, this is sounding like a worst idea. We got to do like the roll bar, yeah. but we're going to use it as like the fifth wheel hitch. <laughs> Genius. We could, yeah, we'll let you borrow our trailer on 38. 
Ooh, on the Miata. the Miata. Yeah, we'll, perfect. We'll yeah. drill and mount a trailer ball right to the little right like, the trunk uh, lid. Little little roll bar. <laughs> right to the trunk lid. <laughs> but before this goes too far down the tubes and off the rails and all that weirdness, yeah, is you, there is there something? You guys have good ideas. Yeah, we always <laughs> we give always we always put them away on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I haven't I don't know I haven't seen really anyone take our ideas yet. So it must not be that we'll popular. Yeah, right. Right. The 12 people that listen to us haven't yet. written it down yet. <laughs> Is there anything <laughs> you want our 12 listeners to hear about? <laughs> We've covered that you have a, a really cool trailer that's sealed and like you can put your stuff in it, keep it dry and protected, get to your site, set it up, have all your gear. You do make a rooftop tent as well, which has survived yep. negative 22 and wind gusts and snow. I've witnessed that. Yeah. Is there anything yep. that we're missing that's that's crucial? Yeah, I think kind of besides, I mean, we have a very unique product, um, being that it's lightweight, compact, fiberglass, uh, and it can actually do some serious off-road work. Um, it, but I think a lot of what we do, especially recently, recently, is a lot of custom work. So we've we're very open to doing any kind of crazy idea that people have, and. I think, you know, I think a lot of trailer manufacturers, um, they get to a point where they just aren't willing to do that. So we're, um, you know, we're doing all, we're doing a lot of custom electronics, doing a lot of custom water and suspension stuff. We're doing, we do tons of vehicle matching, pretty much everything we do, same wheels, tires, color, uh, decal colors and everything and, and whatever the vehicle is. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of unique because you're spending a good amount of money on a trailer these days, no matter what you buy. Right. And to have it, to have it personalized and matched to your vehicle, um, maybe it is your burger Volkswagen or maybe it's your JL, you know, with specific, uh, you know, paint match color and, and decals and all that, um, really kind of makes it unique and it makes it stand out. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's kind of something special that, that we're willing to do that a lot of others aren't. Right. Well, on you're so. pushing that, like you kind of said, like as the, I hate to call it like a movement for overlanding, it improves and gets bigger. It's people are getting nicer vehicles. Like back in the TJ days, you had what you had. If you're coming out with a, yeah. a new forerunner TRD and you've got all the cool USB ports in that, you want them in your trailer too. You got to be able to plug your phone in or your, or your uh, GoPro or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just, oh, yeah. it makes sense that you guys are being versatile about it. Yeah. And you got, I mean, you have to include that stuff. You got to make sure that, uh, you know, you've got an electrical system on the trailer. You got to make sure that it's properly integrated with the vehicle. So you're charging your battery when you're going down the road. Right. So, you know, it's, so it's got to integrate with all the new vehicle smart alternators, you know, whatever it is. Um, so we've, uh, we've had some good opportunities recently to, to have customers with some pretty cool vehicles with Bronco and, um, and, you know, newer, newer forerunners and a lot of these different things that, it's beyond the Jeep scope, and we enjoy that too because we're, you know, we're learning and we're kind of staying up to date with everything that the vehicle world is doing as well. Well, and it shows the versatility of the product too because you're not just like that's kind of like how we are at the show. We don't want to be stuck on just Jeeps, you know. But the yeah, fact that you yeah. can get pulled behind a Bronco and color match it to your cactus colored Bronco, or whatever that new color they have is, like you can. Is it cactus gray? I think you know, have it cactus gray mm-hmm. tent tracks on 35s behind your Bronco. That's matched. Yeah. That'd be kind of yeah. cool, you know. You'd be able to keep that. It keeps you viable. Yeah, yeah, that's really true, and um, and that's that's what we love. I mean, we we have some customers doing some pretty cool stuff too. I mean, we've got a 
a guy in the shop right now um, who's become a good friend, and he uh, Gold Gravel and Travel is his name, and he lives in his trailer six months out of the year mining gold. Wow. So he, he lives in, his, up uh, in the, what? He lives in yeah. his tent tracks oh, yeah. six months out of the year. Lives in his tent tracks of in Northern California. His name's Jeff, and he mines for gold every day for six months, and lives in his lives in the tent tracks, Just, and he drives it back and forth across the country. He probably has forty thousand miles on this thing. Jeff have um, a phone number? I'm about to call that boy and talk to him about those adventures. Those yeah. sound pretty rowdy. What's his gold? Oh, yeah. You got to get – if you want a colorful podcast, you get him on the podcast because um, he's got some good stories. But it's uh, – yeah, I mean, that's cool. We've got – I mean, we have a, a couple that, um, you know, the, the Bob and Shell that are in their 80s that still drive every year across the country with their tent tracks and camping it across amazing. the way and then come back. That's amazing. So I mean, and that, and that awesome kind of speaks lifestyle. to, yeah, it kind of just speaks to the durability, but also the ease of use too. You know, it's, it's not that big and heavy and hard to handle. So, have you guys started like the? I don't even know what the right word for them. It's like the reunions. Like, is there like a tent tracks like following like that now, where you guys say, "Hey, let's all get them together and hang out and do like a barbecue." Yeah, meet up. Yeah, so we've got the first one coming. Oh, um, and, hey, you guys are invited. You need to come. I, actually. September at Uari. You've probably never been to Uari. Um, no, no, sounds awesome. But it's uh, National Forest Sound, kind of east of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, bunch of bunch of trails, and um, we have a we have a space reserve there. So we're going to do we're trying to do something a little better than kind of your normal hey let's go camping sort of event. Um, getting some a lot of customers in there. Um, doing some off-road training. There's a uh, Morrison's Outdoor Adventures down here. Some good friends of ours. They're going to do some off-roading with a trailer. You might have seen them, Jim, when you were at Overland Expo. But they did a uh, kind of a seminar in our booth, and, and there were 50 people there in the rain, just because most people don't really know how to go off-roading with a trailer. Right. Um, so we're going to teach people how to do that. We're going to have some. Uh, got a good buddy of mine who's a chef. who's going to do some uh, cooking over the campfire. You know, have some kind of show and tell, different trailers, things like that. Do some off-roading. So that's going to be – we're planning that now, but that's the first ever Tent Track owners gathering. So should be pretty neat. Well, it was good at this interview stuff. I had yeah, no idea. I just you didn't really get it. Cool. <laughs> I just throw that out there and see what's stuck, and it worked. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice job. Wow. <laughs> been doing this for a little while, huh? Right, apparently. Yeah. It's been a, been a hot minute. I mean, that's – I mean, the fact that – you're building that kind of following though, just shows what kind of product you have because it was a junk product. Nobody want to come and talk about them and show them off. Yeah. It's, I, I, you know, that's one of the things that I saw when I was looking at the company was um, that there was a lot of opportunity with the product to expand it, to grow it, to make it better, to make it more, uh, you know, a little bit more visible to a wider range. Um, and it, it just works great. It's a blast. You know, we, we go camping all the time. We go forward all the time. Um, and it's, uh, it's fun. We've been able to meet some cool people. You know, the, the guys at Barnes helped us with the YJ, kind of get it set up. Um, you know, just, just a wide range of people in, in the Jeep world and in the Overland world. And yeah, in the, in the end, there's a lot of similarity between those two. Um, and so we have a good time kind of serving both and hanging out with both crowds. Well, as I mean, it's one of those things that you start to see the more you talk about. I mean, I met a guy at Expo at Off Roads, a Forester, and like a two inch lift in thirties. He just likes to get. Yeah, was people. that the one in the booth there? The like the seven foot tall yeah. Viking looking dude. 
Greg I'm talking about him. Yeah. 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 And but then we got like Jeremy up here who's all about Tacomas or you know that's his thing but they're all we're all same it's just your what your brand loyalty goes to everybody mm-hmm. wants to get away and explore. Yeah, I agree. I mean, everybody's trying to find the differences between everybody, but when you actually get out and hang out with these people, um, we have just as good a time hanging out going rock crawling as we do going to some overland event. And I've learned that food and good campfire conversation usually brings out the best in everybody. Yep. Yeah, that right. Absolutely. They fed me uh, like breakfast sandwiches and it was pretty delicious. It was raining and crappy and there's yeah. a line and they're uh, like, I got these sausage mix, sausage bagels. I'm like, down. Done. So yes. down. <laughs> done. Yeah. How many did you eat? Uh, just two. <laughs> All of them. All right. Okay. I was trying to see who else would feed me, so I wanted to make sure I looked hungry still. We were looking around trying to figure out where they were all going, but maybe, maybe it wasn't you. I don't know. I came by. I grabbed I grabbed one of the way like north and the one the way back south. I do remember that, actually. <laughs> no, you're you're a valued customer, and because of that, you're welcome to the Ten Tracks Owners Gathering in September. <laughs> Ten Tracks Owners Gathering at Uari, which is a rad part. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're gonna show up with the car hauler with a with a Coleman camper tent on it. Like this is what we got, bro. Sorry. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it works. We'll put we a get. decal on there. It'll yeah, be yeah. all right. So we can fit at the rental car. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think on that, bro, unless there's anything that you think is crucial, do you guys have any questions for him that I missed? I'm all learning. This is like your realm. This is my world, bro. You're like the adventure guy. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just here soaking it all in. And my favorite thing, and this is probably irrelevant, but like that I could drop it at camp and then go wheeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Versus like the rooftop tents, which are nice. They're very high quality, but like you're stuck with it. Yeah. So if you run out of right. beer or ice and you got to go into town, you got to take everything apart to go into town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or like if there's an axe murder and you got a boogie, like it's on your roof still. Like, <laughs> I hear weird noises uh, all in the woods, good point. bro. Yeah. Yeah. All very good points. Right. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, the, it, I mean, we had the full size Grand Cherokee, and it still filled up quickly right. with our stuff when we yeah. were living on it for a few days. And not there, to mention so. the full size Grand Cherokee. If we had a rooftop tent on that thing, it's like nine feet off the ground on on forties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, it already doesn't have sway bars, and that yeah. could be awesome. <laughs> Oh, I bet that drives nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the highway, it's super sweet. It tries to go into oncoming traffic all the time. If you just nod off, though, and just accept it, it's so much better <laughs> as a passenger. Yeah, as a passenger. It doesn't work so good as a driver. What, you know, it doesn't, say, it doesn't let you. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> we actually picked up a ZJ recently. Really? We've got, oh, we've got a whole fleet of... We have a fleet of Jeeps that will eventually have something happen to them. we got a CJ and a... We have a scrambler back there, but yeah, we have a ZJ. We got for five hundred bucks. That so. sounds, sounds about the going rate. <laughs> yeah. Probably rust free though. <laughs> oh yeah, first right. rust free. Right. How many miles on it? Yeah, so it's still like in the one fifty range, oh, kind of yeah. average. That's, six that's like new. I think they six came out of the showroom with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you would have said like five nine, I'd have been like, okay, we're gonna go check yeah, this thing five, out nine, for sure. Go check it out. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's only one hundred and fifty thousand miles of to and from soccer practice. Right. That thing's perfect. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> okay. Last. Yeah, well, we actually. Go ahead. We got a couple Comanches too, but man, hanging out with Connor, we kind of got a little discouraged about building up the Comanche because it his is so cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're just, just holding on to him. You're like, Connor's got the trend going. We're letting these prices go up. It's like the stock market right. of Jeeps you got going we're on there. sell this thing for $25,000 yeah. one day. Two more years, there'll be less of them. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. 
<laughs> I mean, he's doing a good job bringing that that look back. That's for sure. He's so good, and the fact that he's got that thing going everywhere in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know it's really cool. I'm kind of jealous we're not out at Easter Jeep Safari right now. Honestly, nope. uh, same. We're yeah. going to 23. I'll be there in 23. Yep. Count me in. Let's go. Me just, I guess. If I have to pedal out there towing a tent tracks by my mountain bike, I'm going. <laughs> I will be out there. You, can we get a video of that, actually? We'll send it through and just follow you. It'll be like Forrest Gump tent tracks. Jim on a fat bike trying to hump through the Iowa flatlands on a with a tent track trailer behind his bike. Don't forget to tag yeah. Jim. <laughs> we can make it happen. I don't happen. know if that's going to help us or not, Yeah, but we'll try. All right, last dumb question that I got. Was tent tracks the brand? In like the early 2000s, that had the thing floating, like the guy was fishing out of it on the article. You know what? I'm not familiar with that specifically, but we have tried it. Okay. And it can do it. Okay. (laughs) So we get a lot of silly questions at shows. I Um, bet. Yeah. Like, like, no, is is that a big cooler? Um, Which (laughs) turns out we actually. came out with a uh, tailgater model just because people kept asking that question. So it literally is a big cooler. Some beer awesome. taps on the back, TV, speakers, a grill, and a refrigerator <laughs> yes. on the front. And we took it down to college football games and had a blast with it. Um, and we were giving people free beer, so they were you so, know, yeah. they were interested. So I'm learning your guys' um, marketing strategies, like I free like breakfast it. sandwiches or free beer, and people are going to stop by. <laughs> Yeah. You should add a puppy. You're golden. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, Um, probably. So that's actually, but then COVID hit, so we weren't able to do it. We're we're working on the tailgater again. So that might come soon. But um, the the other question is does it float? You know, everybody wants to know if it floats. So we just backed it down a boat ramp and uh, it floats. You can sit in it and you sit there. Yeah. So. It you know, depends on what you want to do. It's very versatile. Wow. <laughs> I just like imagine like a bad day you're down by the river, not even realizing, wake up in the morning, you're downstream. You're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I slept amazing, though. <laughs> uh, so peaceful. Why, yeah. the, why are the trees going by me? <laughs> Am I moving? Oh, uh, just going back to sleep. <laughs> just going back to sleep. Let <laughs> this work itself out. Total waterfall. Yeah. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it's on 40s. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you guys ever want to star in any of our YouTube videos, we'd be glad to push you out into a lake and see what happens. I mean, I'm down. We're down. I'd fish out of it. I don't care. Yeah. All right. Come on down. All right. We're going down to Asheville. <laughs> we go get, oh, we go get Cajun chicken sandwiches at Bojangles again. Oh, my God. You're so, <laughs> you're so excited about that. Dude, after I, I think I, you went southern for changed, a second. Changed my world, dude. Cajun chicken sandwich and sweet wow. tea. Put my square toes on, I'd be good to go. <laughs> that was almost a southern accent. That was pretty good. Oh, I know. You got to say it that way. If I get, if I say Bo Jangles, I get yelled at by Connor. You got to like mush it all together and, ex- and accentuate it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Oh. Where can they find you? Oh, hell. Uh, so, tentracks.com. Find us uh, on Facebook, Instagram, all the fun places, YouTube. Got some pretty cool videos on YouTube. So, go check those out. So go check out Tent Tracks trailers for your adventure style, adventure lifestyle, and tag us in the pictures. There you yeah. go. All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. I really appreciate it. Of you course. Too, and we're out.